0: Welcome to episode number 112 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media and presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. And even though this is episode number 112, 30 is the big number for today's co-host. That would be from the Chicago Cubs organization, Steven Brault. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Chris. So why is 30 such an important number on today's show?
1: Well, because I just turned thirty like ten days ago. Yay! Yay! Made it. All right. Yeah, made my mom feel really old that her youngest son got to thirty. She's she was uh she's obviously happy, but also like man, heaven's quick. Like yeah. really, did it happen quick?
0: Did well, it? It does because we look at uh, Brady. You know, Brady's sixteen and Josh is twenty-one. And so Brady's just finishing his sophomore year in high school and Michelle and I look at each other. We're like, Oh God, how did all this happen? Like we look at him and he, he looks, first of all, he looks like he's a sophomore in college instead of a sophomore right. in high school. He's got the big shaggy hair. He's got like the nice growth going and everything. And we just, we sit
1: there and like, I cry. Cause like, we well, just want your baby to be your baby. So I understand oh. where she's coming from. Yeah. Uh, the baby is not so baby ish anymore. I'm, uh, but I still can't grow. I mean, like I shave every other day just to, you know, keep, but I still can't. My beard is never going to be good. It's just not going to happen. What would it look like? It, look, <laughs> it looks like a Wolverine beard because I don't grow anything right here. You can see I have a bald spot. <laughs> right? So what happens, I, I actually grow pretty decent on the sides. I grow a fine mustache, everything. And then I just end up with this this hole in the middle and I've done it before. I did it once where I like purposely let it grow for a while and then just shaved that completely. So there's not even any stray hairs, you know, and there's just this gap right here. <laughs> and I I actually had that facial hair when I went and visited my family during the season in San Diego in like 2018 or something like that. So it's a pretty funny pictures like at a family party and I just look like a total idiot. It's great. That's great. Very good. God, that's so brawled. I love that. I know. I mean, if I'm not, if I can't do it, I got to at least embrace it once. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. I had a, I have a cousin, uh, first cousin, Jimmy Krause, who when he was in his 20s, I think used to shave half his mustache and he'd walk around oh. with like a full half mustache and then half nothing because that's who he is. He's just, that's just terrible.
1: We've got, yeah. for some reason, the guys here in Arizona are, there's a lot of guys going stash right now, which I yeah. don't hate. I don't hate it. Well,
0: I've seen a bunch of guys on your former team with the pirates that are going stash and, you know,
1: we'll see Maybe the that. stash is making a comeback. Is the stash? I mean, is Nestor Cortez being amazing at baseball, bringing the stash back? People I'm are like, to, Hey, yeah, pretty impressive. Pretty
0: impressive. Yeah. Pretty impressive. I, as you yeah. can tell, I'm growing my uh, old man beard. I promised Michelle after the NFL draft was over that I would do it. And so it doesn't look good right now, but I will be dying it once again. I don't, I cannot have it this gray. So once it gets in another week or so, I'm going to start to dye it. So do you, you dye the whole thing? No, we just kind of lightly brush it. There's still, there so, will still be hints of, it'll be salt and pepper instead. You're of, saying you use just for men hint of no, gray? No, I don't. I use something <laughs> totally different. I'm not going that style. I go something much better. Sorry. But they I, call
1: it touch of gray. Don't let me, I don't want to say it incorrectly. <laughs> I That's still have great. very dark hair. I haven't really, I have like one little patch of gray hair, but I think I've had that for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I don't really, cause I'm not really getting any grays in here yet. So it's coming. It's, it's. I know. I know. My dad was a silver Fox at 25. See, I wanted to be a silver Fox. I was hoping like 30 would, you know, be the time oh. where it'd start happening. Uh, but I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. My Wait, dad didn't well, go gray until pretty late. Why do you, why did you want that? You just think Silver Fox looks cool. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm totally fine with the aging process. It doesn't deter me at all. Like I work really hard to try to keep my body in shape. Uh, I use a lot of lotion. I use sunscreen when I go outside. You know. But like I'm okay. I, I'm you know I got the wrinkles and I'm you don't I'm have, you. Get... You do not have wrinkles. Yeah, I do. What are you talking about? I have plenty. That's you, oh, you have plenty the crow's wrinkles. feet. Yeah maybe a little yeah no what i'm saying is i'm okay with it like i don't i don't encourage it but i'm not necessarily you know afraid of it especially here as long as my hair stays it can be whatever color i don't care no your hair's not
0: going anywhere you've got good thick hair mine has uh mine has yelled retreat over the years so it's got in fact brady was so mean the other day when it's all over the place that it looks really thin
1: he's like god dad your hair is thinning like shut up don't you have is that, is that a, that's not a comb over. That's like a, that's no, your okay. hair slicked back. It's just, it looks thinner when it's not put together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I don't have the, the comb over work.
0: And this is actually, this is about as good as it can get right now. I just got a cut from my girl, Lauren.
1: See, I can promise you I will never have a comb over because I'm totally fine with just like keeping my hair real short. If that, if that were to happen, if I were to start to bald in there, I wouldn't care. I did. I did get a little patch of alopecia like two months ago that has grown back, but I just woke up one day and there was a patch of hair missing, like over here, like a, like the size of a dime. Just... And I was like, that is not good. Oh no. But we're okay. Everything worked out fine.
0: What happened? Did some like rat gnaw at your head in the middle of the night or something?
1: I don't know. I mean, the only thing we could think of because it's just like, it just popped up out of nowhere and I had just gotten a haircut like, like a week before. So obviously the guy would have noticed it if, there was a giant bald patch right on the side of my head. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It must've just happened at some point. I didn't notice, but like I said, it's gone. So no, no reason to worry. No panic. All right. So let's, um, let's talk about your 30th birthday. Yeah. It, it looked fun on the IG. It was, it was super fun. So, um, Lydia actually surprised me. So with a few things, one, uh, we went and di- had dinner at master's with a group of people, which mm. was really fun. Um, but that was planned. We already knew that, but she made these little goodie bags that have, that's a sticker of me. So people were wearing stickers of me on them as we were walking around the night. Um, and we, you know, these are my friends, Taylor and Zach They're they live in Carmel uh, in Indianapolis and they were surprised. I didn't know that they were going to come out. Nice. Um, And so they showed up, I had some few, a few friends from back in San Diego came out as well. That's them, Connor and Macy. Wow. Rob, you're really good at this. Um, And uh, yeah, so we did that. We had dinner and then Lydia got a cake that uh, had, you know, me as a little leaguer on it, like printed on it, which was really fun. And then we went to a karaoke bar um, and then we went out and it was just like, you know, sometimes when you make plans and like things, you still have a fun time, but like things don't kind of work out exactly perfectly. Literally everything went as smoothly as it possibly could. Like it was just the whole thing was just so much fun. Everybody had a blast. Lydia surprised me, you know, with a few different things. And I mean, it was just amazing. I couldn't have asked for anything more. I I'm not a huge birthday guy. So for me, if we had just like gone to get dinner, you know, and, and that would have been totally fine. But, uh, Lydia likes to do it a little bigger And I'm glad she did because it was super fun. Very fun. I was up, lady. Way to
0: crush it. I love it. All right. She's, you said a few extra surprises.
1: I want to know what they were. Uh, well, so the, the goodie bags, the, um, the people from Indianapolis, that's the biggest one because they actually, we had, had a whole conversation that they weren't going to be able to make it and super bummed, whatever. And somehow the three of them managed to keep it away from me that they were coming. Um, and then, the karaoke was a big surprise because they already had like a song ready for me basically when I got there. When we got there. Um, what was it? There was it was it was, I mean, I chose it. It was I sang my Sherry, and more. It was a much older crowd. It was like we were the youngest people in there by probably about 20 years. It was just it was that kind of night. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I sang my sharia more by Stevie Wonder, and then me and Zach sang uh Spice Girls together because Obviously, Um, (laughs) I feel like I'm missing something, though, and she's going to kill me. Um, I I don't know. But the whole thing was just amazing. It was just so cool. All right.
0: So I've heard you sing Stevie Wonder and you are
1: fantastic at it. I have not heard you do the Spice Girls. Yeah. Uh, Well, it's um, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a song that I was concerned with singing it well as mm-hmm. much as just having a great time and making fools of ourselves up on the up in front of a bunch of people. Because I don't, that doesn't faze me because I don't know these people and I'm never going to see them again. So I don't care. I'm going to have fun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we had a great time. We were terrible. I think the timing was off on the TV, like the words on the TV and the music because it just kept seeming out of place. But maybe that's just an excuse. i would had, had a few drinks at that point. I Yeah, it might have been, the words might have been a little blurry, but it wasn't because of the TV. Yeah. So actually, also earlier in the day, my friends from San Diego, we went and sat out by the pool Uh. and Lydia made pina coladas, Mm. like blended pina coladas, looked up recipes and everything. And uh, so we did that. So just the whole day. But man, Saturday, I had a bad headache, real bad headache when I woke up. Oof. But I managed to make it to, you know, physical therapy for a little while. So it all worked out
0: um how impressed was the crowd with your stevie wonder because it is excellent
1: oh thank you um i don't know i think they were you know eh. like they were they they liked it you know people were dancing around and vibing and that's that's all you can ask for you know no 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 Hey, i'm just telling you i was i was experiencing the song okay i'm not looking at the crowd i was Singing into a microphone and holding a drink in my hand and just making a fool of myself time I live. Which Spice Girl is it? Tell me what you want. What you really, really want? Was it that one? Yeah. Like what other Spice Girl song do people know? Oh, fly. I'll tell you what I want. What I really, really want. So tell me what you want. What you really, really want? I'll tell you what I want. What I really, really want. So tell me what you want. I really, really want. I want. I want. I want. I want. I want to want to That's uh if you want to be my lover and fast forward. Well, if you ever make it over to the Rose Abode,
0: we actually have a karaoke machine, like of oh, course you do.
1: See, I've never there's something about like home karaoke that just doesn't do it for me. And maybe it's because you're only singing with like for people you know, so it's just like whatever. When you sing in a bunch of like you have to there, it takes something. There's a lot of people who won't go sing karaoke because mm. they're afraid of making fools of themselves. And it's like, that is the whole point. Everybody here is making fools of themselves. You know, it's just fun.
0: Do you know what my um my karaoke go-to is?
1: I'm gonna guess. Uh lovely day. That song where the guy holds out day for like 30 seconds each time he says it. <laughs> I've heard a few people sing that song, karaoke, and every time I'm like, dude, nobody wants to hear you hold out the word day like for a cumulative minute. We don't, nobody wants that. Yeah. Sorry. So, what's your
0: song? The Hanukkah song by Adam Sandler. Wow.
1: Good for you. Oh, yeah. Hanukkah. Yeah.
0: Here's a list of people who are Jewish. Just like you and me, David Lera lights the menorah. So do James Conkirk Douglas and the late Dinah Shura. Guess who gets together at the Carnegie Deli? Bowser from Shanana and Arthur Fonzarelli.
1: Wow, that's actually really good. You do his voice very well. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, good. the Hanukkah
0: song puts everybody in a good mood. I, I used to sing it. Um, I don't know if you heard. I used to work at MLB Network. So we used to go to the winter meetings every year. Oh, And really? there was one place, I forget if it was Orlando, there was a karaoke bar on campus. And so one year I decided to get up there and just do it. And like all the reporters that were in there were tweeting out, Chris Rose just crushed Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song. Like I wasn't expecting it. so That was a
1: surprise.
0: Yeah. So there you go.
1: I love that. I mean, are you Jewish?
0: I honestly have no idea. Yes, I am. I am one of three Jewish Chris's in the country. Yeah, uh, it's shocking. People go, no, you're not. I was like, I am actually. <laughs> Believe it or not, I am. I'm and people I had a producer friend named John Kaplan. He now produces all the Fox Saturday baseball stuff. But I used to work with him at Fox back in the day. And then he went down about And John asked me one day when I started working at Fox in like 2000, he goes, why why did your parents name you Chris? You're Jewish. I was like, I don't know. Like, you want to, so he'd ask me all the time. And I said, Cap, enough. I put him on the phone with my late father, Norton Rose, who could talk. You think I'm a bad storyteller? Holy shit. It took him forever to get through stuff. So I said, (laughs) here, John. And I introduced him. No kidding. A half hour later, he is still on the phone and he's rolling his eyes at me, Cap. And I'm like, you asked for it.
1: Yeah, you shouldn't You should have done it. I actually, uh, so uh, I've gone to a few, there's a Christmas slash Hanukkah party that uh, one of my friends throws every year and they call it Chrismica. And they do the, they do a few fun things that are very different. And one of them is that any new person who hasn't been to a Chrismica before has to give some kind of speech to the group right so it's usually about 14 15 people and these are all fully grown ass adults with kids like you know and they have to think of some speech to give so for my speech i wrote a song uh and brought a guitar and sang it and it was actually what i did was i took like an old irish uh, jig is what they're called Mm -hmm. so it's like three chords on the guitar it's super easy to play and sing along to and the chorus was Fuck you, I'm drunk. Fuck you, I'm drunk. Pour my beer around the sink. I've got more in the trunk. Fuck you, I'm drunk. Fuck you, I'm drunk. And I'm gonna be drunk till the next time I'm drunk. Right? So that repeats throughout the song after each verse. So like people would sing it. Right. And I I asked them beforehand, like, hey, is anybody gonna be offended if I say like some kind of, you know testy jokes and they're like no no we love it please please just like do whatever you want um and i was really proud of it it was really funny everybody loved it everybody laughed a lot um i made you know like the reason that you remind me of this is because one of the first lines i say is um well i celebrate christmas but my sister-in-law is jewish so it's like (laughs) because we never had any jewish influence on our family until my sister-in-law taylor joined the family and now my family just had their first brought passover and seder and everything oh yeah so this is like you know it's really cool we're you know it's learning some new culture some new celebrations we you know my brother and his wife do hanukkah and christmas it's it's really cool i love this this right? is great we're yeah. bringing worlds together Stephen. absolutely all yeah, right. christmas party brings worlds together every year there's dreidels then there's like baby jesus stuff it's like it's just all thrown together it's really fun hey
0: Raise your hand if you took your Athletic Greens today. That's right. The Rose Man did. I've talked about how I'm trying to get in better shape. And you know what? Athletic Greens can help you get to that healthy point that you so crave. Uh, For me, it's real simple. I just take a scoop. I don't even put it in my shake anymore. I just put it in like eight ounces of water. I throw it down. It doesn't have that chalky taste that some of those things have. It's actually nice and sweet, goes down easy, and I feel great all day. Here's the cool thing. One scoop of the delicious AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamin, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics to help your day get started the right direction. And the nice thing is, it's one little scoop. You keep the bag in your fridge, and it's out of the way. Like my wife has said, you've got, like, all these vitamin pill bottles all over the place. Can we clean this shit up? I said, no problem. I take my AG1, I throw it in the fridge, and we're good to go. On top of everything else, it's lifestyle-friendly. So whether you eat keto or paleo, if you're vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. That's all important stuff. So with Athletic, athletic Greens, you're investing in all-in-one nutritional insurance. Now, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free, I'm going to say this, free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. That's great for somebody like me who's starting to hit the road again. I don't have to bring my whole big bag. I've just the, got the five to-go packages, and I'm ready to travel. All you have to do, visit athleticgreens.com rose. That is athleticgreens.com rose to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Believe me, you'll love it. All right. Um, I guess we're 15 minutes in. It is good to ask. How are you, by the way, physically? Oh,
1: yeah. oh no, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say much because I don't want to jinx anything. I feel like I'm just, I'm working out a bunch. Um, I'm throwing, you know, I'm, I'm getting there. Um, but all in all, I feel much stronger. I've actually put on like 14 pounds. Um, yeah. What? Which is, which I wanted to do. So this is on purpose, but I've, you know, I've kind of, filling out my frame a little bit more, which is something I wanted to do. So I've taken the time here. To, Wait a to second. Where did you put on your 14 pounds? Where is it? I'm just slightly bigger all around. You can't really tell. You know, you can't. I'm still a skinny dude. I was just a very skinny dude. Now I'm just a skinny dude, you know? So what? Um, like I was where like 192, 193, and now I'm like 205, 206.
0: Are you really?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very proud of it. it Are you eating hard. like a gazillion calories a day? I'm eating a lot. Yes. Eating a lot. Um, working out heavy, all that stuff. It's I mean, it's been it's been lovely, actually. It gives me an excuse to just, oh yeah, pizza? Absolutely. Let's do it. Really?
0: Yeah. Oh my God, this is so impressive. So when you're talking about working out heavy as a
1: pitcher, I mean you have yeah. to be careful with your arms, right? Yeah. Upper body stuff's not super heavy. It's, it's all, all lower body. My ass is unnecessarily large. It is just become, it's become a thing in itself. I think, I think it has its own brain now. So what are we squatting? Is is that what we're doing? Squats? Yeah. Squatting, deadlifting, um, uh, like heavy hip thrusters, stuff like that stuff that you can put a lot of weight on and, and it not have a, you know, like a negative effect on mobility and stuff like that. Do you do like kettlebell swings?
0: Do you get inside the hex bar with the deadlifts and stuff? All that? Oh yeah, oh
1: yeah. I mean, what else am I going to do? You know, I got I'm at the field for like five, five, six hours a day, depending, um, and I get a lot of stuff done. And it's been it's been very it's been very good. And and you know, this is kind of it's just the truth is the last few years for me have been very injury plagued, and I can't let that be the story of my career. Um, so this time. Um, you know, not that I wasn't committed before to getting fully healthy, but this time this is like a full on, you know, full core press. Like it is time to Mm -hmm. hundred percent get healthy and not be worrying about anything. When I get out there, not worrying if something's going to, you know, pull apart or if something is uncomfortable, like I'm taking care of everything that I can very open and honest, the trainers, um, training staff and everybody here is absolutely awesome. Um, and I mean, it's just been a great experience. I'm enjoying my time with the Cubs. I just wish I was, you know, with the Cubs. Right. So, uh, but I'm patiently biding my time until it happens. So. Okay. So how are you, you know, you're a new member to
0: the organization. It's not right. like last year when we talked to you and you were down in Florida, but keeping an eye on your team and all these guys you had built equity with and friendships, et cetera.
1: Are you, are you watching every Cubs game? Yeah. I watch every Cubs game. Um, I also watch a lot of other baseball as well, Mm -hmm. but I watch every Cubs game. Um, you know, there's a lot of people down here, a lot of younger guys, of course, that I've gotten to know decently well. Um, few, you know, big leaguers have kind of come in and out, um, through injuries and stuff, but, um, you know, the less, the less people here, the better. Um, so I'm, uh, I didn't get to you know know people as, mo- as well as I'd like before they left for the season. So that'll be, you know, basically restarting that process come the time when I could join the team. Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: I'm not worried about it. No, I'm not either. I think, you know, you are kind of a hermit and you kind of sit in the corner and you're, you yeah, I don't really it. like to associate with other people. No, you just kind of talk to yourself. Yeah. But the nice thing is now you've got such a big badonkadonk that could be a conversation starter. It is, it
1: is just, you know, they hate to see me leave, but they love to watch me walk away. You know, that's that's, <laughs> that's my new theme for my life from now on.
0: Oh, my goodness. My ass has gotten bigger, too, but it's not necessarily because of deadlifts. You're just that's hey, that's just part of getting older.
1: you just got to keep it tight, Chris. Got to Keep it tight. <laughs> oh,
0: please. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's bad. Uh, it's bad. It's OK. So, seriously, Michelle
1: makes me shower with a bathing suit on she's like yeah well you know we all have times in our life and that's probably necessary Mm -hmm. hey um uh, yeah so this is a here's a question for you since i'm a, a fourth son and i don't live in the same city as my mother my mother's day involves calling my mother and talking for a while and just catching up and everything which is something we do normally but it's i start the conversation with happy mother's day that's the difference right um but i'm sure you guys did something what did you do for michelle on mother's day well,
0: so, you know, our oldest son, Josh, is actually living in in your old neck of the woods in San yes. Diego. And he just, I don't know if I told you this, but he has, maybe your dad told you this, um, that he started working for the Padres pre and post game show. Yeah. Yeah, he's a production assistant there. So he's working a lot of days, you know, it's it, whether they're on the road or at home, he's working, which is awesome. So he had Sunday off. So we drove down to Carlsbad. And for people that aren't familiar with that, we live in Los Angeles, so it's about a, you know, it's about a 30 mile drive for him. It's about a hundred for us, but mm-hmm. we wanted to get down there. We had lunch. We walked around. It was great. And Michelle also just, Carlsbad
1: is one of the most beautiful places on the planet. Yeah, it doesn't suck. It doesn't suck. But it doesn't we went suck. To, yeah, we went
0: to that little village area, which I had never been in. And oh, we yeah. found an awesome ice cream shop, which was established in 1945. I don't know what yeah. the name of it was,
1: but I don't remember either, but I've I've definitely been there. My brother used to live there. Um, He lived in Carlsbad Village for like two, three years. Yeah. So I used to go up and visit him, you know, on weekends and stuff. It's an awesome place.
0: Here it is. I still have the uh, texted receipt.
1: Handles homemade ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's right next to like the, there's a, I wouldn't call it a shopping center, but there's a bunch of like restaurants and little shops together. Yeah. It was very funny because we were walking the streets and
0: there's some really cute just shops that are along the side. And Michelle kind of she's famous for just stopping and ice looking brewing. every store there is. Yeah. Um, and Josh, our oldest, goes, Hey, it's okay. It's Mother's Day. You want to go in there? Go in there. I was like, Yes, Josh, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Good for so, Josh. Yeah, we had a great time. It was nice to visit with him. I think he's gonna come up anyway. They've they've got kind of a funky stretch where they're not on. Padres TV at all they've got a bunch of national games in a row so he's going to come up and see us but that's kind of what we did for Mother's Day and we just and Brady I wasn't feeling well over the weekend so Brady who now drives was responsible we always get her an orchid she loves orchids so he had to get cards for us and the orchid the next morning we left the orchid downstairs she comes down she looks at me and she goes this is the best orchid you've ever picked out I said Go tell your youngest son. She's like, no.
1: <laughs>
0: and I was like, yes. Yeah. So that's when you know, as
1: a youngest son, you have made it, Stephen Baralt. Yeah, well, it's fine. Do you Okay, on Father's Day, do you choose to drive 100 miles to go see a kid? One we'll of your see. sons?
0: We'll see. Last year, he was with us, I believe, on Father's Day. But I'm not 100% sure.
1: I just feel like my dad on Father's Day is just like, I'm going to go. He go. They go and play baseball. They play a baseball game on Father's Day. Um Dan steps and, in the batter's box? Oh yeah, of course. Wait, do you not know this? No. That my dad plays baseball. No. What how we've we never talked about this? Yeah, my dad still plays every Sunday. We call old man baseball, but he he's 61 years old. He still plays baseball. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. And he's uh pretty good. Uh last weekend they had a double header. He threw five shutout innings in the first game and got a total of eight hits both games combined. What? Yeah. Dan Brawl, solid baseball player. Is he a lefty or righty? He's a righty. What's his best pitch? Probably his big, slow curveball. The thing's like 48 miles an hour. It's just comes right over <laughs> the top of it. Yeah. He kind of, he kind of like comes out of the side a little bit sometimes, you know, like changes arm angles too. I mean, he's that's so funny. I used to, yeah, my dad's been playing baseball since I was little. So, I used to go to like tournaments in Phoenix and Vegas and stuff with my dad when I was like 10 years old. And that's how I learned how like dugout banter works because I remember we got there and my dad would be like, okay, everything you hear in here cannot be repeated (laughs) outside of this dugout. Because people will use a lot of bad words, including me, and your mother will not hear them from your mouth. Otherwise, you'll never come again. And I was like, okay. And then people are just walking around, you know, throwing a giant lipper in like, shaw this wig and I'm like God, meow, meow. and i'm like what is happening this is the best and he oh, still plays yeah. with with a lot of the same guys that i knew when i was like 10 years old
0: that's fantastic
1: yeah really is great mm-hmm. and the manager is the manager of the team he owns a like a baseball um sports shop and like football and stuff sports shop in san diego it's called Berries, so the team is Berries, you know, and they look like the Boston Red Sox kind of. And um, that guy's been the manager ever since for the last thirty years. That dude's been a old man baseball manager, and he is gruff. And he how is old the best. is he? Um, he's probably seventy, I would guess.
0: And he loves it. He probably gets dressed up head to toe and manager.
1: Full full uniform. Uh, <laughs> keep score every game. Uh, keeps all the guys' stats so that like they can see their stats throughout the season and everything. Yeah, he loves it.
0: What's Dan Brault's OPS these days? If he got eight hits combined in the doubleheader? No, oh,
1: no, it's probably pretty high. Yeah, he, he's he's pretty good. He's he's now playing in the fifty-five and over division, and so basically, yeah. if you're if you're still like fully mobile and everything, you're you're gonna do pretty well. Um, <laughs> it's true. There are some guys that aren't. That it's amazing that they still play. It blows my mind. But sometimes when they play tournaments they play in like the like the 45 and over and they they absolutely hold their own. They're a pretty good team. What's the fastball topping out at? Uh well it depends. Like his games probably the fastest guys are throwing somewhere around 74, 75. My dad probably throws around 70. I can't believe that. How does he move the next day? He doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> well, he'll pitch and then he can do anything with his legs, but he can't use his arm for like the whole week. And then he'll pitch again the next Sunday. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, but like, I, I want to say two, three months ago, my dad threw a full complete nine inning complete game. At 61 years old or 60 or whatever. What, what year is it? 2022, 61. Yeah. Dude, he's the satchel page of San Diego. I know. Isn't that amazing? It's so cool. It's so fun. I think the funniest part for me is knowing because I've it's a lot of the same guys. So I'll go to a few games in the offseason just to say hi to all the guys. And, you know, they think it's cool. I play Major League Baseball, obviously, because most of them, like a lot of them never played. My dad never played even in high school. He just he I don't think he ever went out for the team. He just didn't want to do it for whatever reason. And That's how a lot of these guys are, but also every now and then they'll get guys that play professional baseball, and you know they'll still look pretty good, they'll still hit pretty well. My cousin plays in the you know the, the main league of old man baseball, which is 18 and up, which I have played with him before too. I just you obviously played in those pitch. games, yeah. Obviously on pitch, but yes. But you hit oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, it's fun, it's really fun, but um. Yeah. I mean, it's that, that level there's guys throwing 90 or like upper eighties for sure. Oh, so these are guys that played in college probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. College guys, everything in between, because it's just, there's no tryouts or anything. It's, you know, pay the, the fee, whatever it is, it's super low. Um, And so you'll get guys who played for years and you get guys who are just like, I always wanted to play baseball, you know, like, Really, it's just an excuse to get together and have some beers and play some baseball on Sundays. I love that.
0: Good stuff, yeah. man.
1: Really okay. good. Anyway, um, all of that to say, my dad on Father's Day will go do that by himself, uh-huh. by choice, and then come home and like mow the lawn and grill. Like He does the most manly things on Father's Day. Father's Day for me is going to be like sitting on the couch and having people bring me food and beer, I think. That's kind of what I do. That's kind of it. Yep. That's Father's
0: Day for you. Um, so I want, I want to do something. I'm going to spring something on you. Okay. Right. All right. Don't be worried. We have the first inning from the Cubs Dodgers game the other night. And I figured since Justin Steele pitched and he's a lefty, Uh I want to, I want you to kind of walk us through what he might be thinking. And you can tell Rob to stop after any particular pitch. Okay, so this is the first inning he's facing Betts, Freeman and Trey Turner. So not a
1: bad top three.
0: Right. So what are we trying to do against Mookie Betts?
1: Well, the scouting report on Mookie Betts is kind of a it's kind of a uh, what do you call a mixed bag? Um, He he actually gets inside balls pretty well, but you can set him up for him and then you can jam him pretty good. Um, But he's overly aggressive. So, what you want to throw him is pitches that start as strikes, end up as balls. Um, So, okay, let's just do this. So, first pitch, he was trying to go fastball low and away just to steal a strike, thinking he's not going to swing. First pitch doesn't work. Um, I'm going to guess the second pitch is going to be off speed. No. Okay, fastball away. Um, Once again, just trying to get a strike, trying to get on the board, you know, get strike one. So now you get strike one. Now you know he's going to be swinging. This would be a good time to throw an off speed pitch. Or just keep throwing heaters, because what do I know? (laughs) Okay, so, no, stop that one. So, the last pitch, so he just threw him four fastballs in a row, right? And when you're facing a righty who is good at getting his hands inside the ball and hitting it to left field on fastballs in, when you've shown him fastballs, what you want to throw Changeups aren't necessarily always going to do what you want to do in this situation, but you can make a slider. We call it back foot slider. Cause you want it to dive at his back foot look like a fastball longer than a changeup up will look like a fastball because of what he's seen mm-hmm. so that those last fastballs coming in and glowing in, especially this is going to be on that same line and then dart further in. And that's how you get that half swing and miss right? Literally back foot. I mean, that's when you talk about a back foot slider, it's exactly what you're looking for. That's executed perfectly. Right? Perfect. Two, two, because two, twos are action pitches. You want the ball, you want him swinging. You want the ball put in play, or you want to strike out um, going three, two is much more favorable to hitters than two, two is. And so two, two is generally an action pitch. So if you're going to throw a breaking ball, it needs to be executed into a point where you're going to get him to swing. Okay, so Freddie Freeman's up now. What's the book? I mean, Freddie, okay, here's uh, one of the weirdest bats I've ever had. Freddie Freeman uh, started him 3-0 on three fastballs, and I threw three fastballs right down the middle, and he swung and missed the first two and popped up the third one. I have no idea how it happened. I don't know how to pitch to Freddie Freeman. (laughs) Um, He does a really, really good job of getting his hands inside. So he's like the extreme version of Mookie Betts, because you'll see all the time he will take balls that are inside, like, off the plate inside and drive them in the left center gap because mm-hmm. that's what he's doing. He keeps his hands in here, right? So you can actually get him away, even though he goes away well. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. Yes. So you want to
1: set up inside.
0: Yeah. It's almost like the plate has shifted on him. Exactly. Okay. So, so, I, so I
1: mean, he's setting up away. I'm going to guess based on the one knee, it's a curveball, but don't, don't, you know, just, just go now it's fastball. Once again, like, um, good pitch. I mean, there's nothing you can say about that. Perfectly painted low away. So now he's going to go in with it. He's going to go in? Yeah. tried. tried. Left it down. So now you're going to go in again. A lot of times when you're facing lefty-lefty, going multiple fastballs in a row is very effective because they're looking for a breaking ball. They're expecting it. So one, two, after three, that was a not a changeup. That was a fastball. Um, so, after three fastballs and that last one being up and in, you can either go fastball one way, try to freeze him or a curveball off of that. So, he tried to freeze him, missed his spot. Once again, 2 2 is going to be an action pitch, right? So, we're going to want him to swing the bat. So, that's an accidental waste pitch, but you want to swing here. Another fastball. We're going to set up there again. We must have, there must be a scouting report on Freddie right now that's throwing and breaking balls is not where you want to go at the time being because the scouting reports change throughout the season as well. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is a thing people know. They're not stagnant. It's, you look at what they've done in the past and what they've done throughout the season, but you also look at what they've been doing, like their last 30 plate appearances. So then you can kind of weigh which one of those you think is the most important at that time. So 2-2, setting up away again. There's a oh. curveball. Wasn't looking for that's it. A I mean, that's he's, he's looking fastball again. He has to be. Um, I always think this is funny. I I've, I've never really understood taking a breaking ball that if it was a fastball, it would have been a strike. Right. And it's still a strike as a breaking ball. Do you, do you see what I mean? So if you're looking fastball and you see breaking ball and it's, a strike. I don't know. So it's like he recognized it, but then didn't recognize it was going to be a strike. Just couldn't you know pull I mean? the trigger. Couldn't pull the trigger. Yeah. But it was a good pitch. Okay. I want to stop
0: here. Um, You you said something really interesting that scouting reports constantly change, which makes sense because one guy, one, you know, one month can be hitting 400 and the next month he's hitting 180. So, mm-hmm. right. And there's reasons that a guy struggles. He's susceptible to the breaking ball, Whatever. Can't catch up to the heater right now. We get that. Things change. Uh, Guys aren't feeling their best. How do you weigh that with how a guy has done against you in his career?
1: That's kind of the uh, the catch 22, right? Just because somebody hit a pitch you threw before doesn't mean they're going to hit it again, first of all. What you have to realize is why the pitch got hit. So if I dotted a fastball low and away on Freddie Freeman and he hit a double in the gap, but it was the first pitch of the at bat. He was sitting fastball. And even though it was a good pitch, he was just so ready for it that he hit it well. Okay. So the next time I face him, he's sitting that same, you know, fastball low and away, but I throw it in and it jams him, but he still gets a hit. Right. So now I've thrown him two fastballs and he has two hits, but you have to realize they're completely different reasonings. Or if you throw a fastball down the middle and it gets crushed, it's like, yeah, this guy's OPS on fastballs is, you know, against me is super high. it's like, okay, well, where were they? And you can literally go look where they were. And it's like, oh, that was down the middle, down the middle, down the middle. Of course he hit them well. Um, I think the main thing that is kind of not spoken about as much anymore, because we talk about scouting reports so much is what feels really good for you that day, right? So like he's clearly coming out in this game and his fastball's feeling good because he's facing two of the best hitters in baseball and just heater, 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 heater right? And then a breaking ball. So that day in the bullpen, yeah, he probably is like, fastball's carrying well. It feels really good. I'm commanding it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna rely on that today. Sometimes you just say, that's what I'm doing. It's all about how you feel. But that day, big- not, I wish it was a perfect science. It's just not. No, it's not. I guess. And that's that's the cat
0: and mouse of it all. But that day you started in Colorado where you threw, what, was it 69 straight fastballs
1: to start the game? Yeah. But why did you – was that – why? Uh, so that was because in Colorado, you know, uh, they always talk about how the ball carries a lot, mm-hmm. you know. But as a pitcher, the re- one of the reasons that balls get hit so much in Colorado is not because just the ball travels further. It's because a lot of times breaking balls don't move as much. It's, I mean, it just, it just carries a little bit more because of the thin air. So it doesn't have quite the same movement. So I was just like, I'm just going to rely on fastballs until basically it stops working. That doesn't mean that I went into that game thinking I'm literally going to throw all fastballs, but it was just working. So we just kept doing it. I don't know.
0: But after like eight pitches, weren't you like, Hey dude, aren't you going to call? Or or did you guys go into it the first inning Just saying we're living with the heater. Until they make an adjustment,
1: yeah. First inning, first inning is a lot of times like, "Hey, we're throwing heaters." I've I've done that before for other games too, where it's just unless we get into a certain situation where you hundred percent know that something else is the right pitch to throw, we'll throw all fastballs this inning. Other people do that too. It's much less common, I think, nowadays because everybody you know loves spin and people aren't really as concerned with. Um, efficiency now it's a lot about strikeouts and stuff and that's just the way baseball's changed um but yeah it's not it's not a completely foreign thing it wasn't the first time I had done that it was obviously the first and only time I'll throw that many in a row but yes okay um you, we'll move on because I think the next thing to Turner is
0: like one pitch or something but I um that was really good and I apologize for springing it on you but i it was really okay, good. you just
1: you what you did to me uh, unfortunately was give me uh, a backwards it was it was two backwards at bats which is all fastballs and then one breaking ball is not the norm for nowadays especially lefty lefty oh you know like you're gonna see a lot more first pitch breaking balls whatever because people nowadays like my spin is really good i'm gonna make him hit
0: okay well you know what we'll do next time we have a a show together why don't you find something and you're like robbie go edit this one how's that yeah yeah I just thought it'd be something nice to try for people. I love it. Okay, good. Um, Okay, so Jazz Chisholm the other day hit a ball in San Diego, and I have seen this, I don't know how many times, where he thought it was probably 10 rows up, and the ball dies on the track. Right. And he is basically motherfucking it. He's like, what the hell just happened? Do you know, I mean, obviously you're going to be limited here because you haven't thrown in a major league
1: game, but, balls are different. I mean, that's what everybody says. I don't like I said, like you said, I don't know, but I also like I mean, throughout all of the ball changing stuff, there are much smarter people and people who care about it a lot more than I do that do a lot more research and so if they're saying it is, then it is and 100% sure whatever. Um but also there is a chance that there's a lot more, there's a lot more factors that go into it than just the, the ball. There's also the bat. If he hit it off just there's the perfect barrel spot, and then right next to it, there's the really, really good barrel spot. But if you hit it too high, it's not gonna go out. And that ball is a moonshot. It went straight up in the air. Those getting those balls to go out is tough. I mean, that requires a lot of pop, which he has, but it looks like if you see the trajectory, it right. And look how long it's in the air for. I mean, it's up there forever. So maybe he just missed the perfect spot of the barrel just by a little bit. Um I don't know. Have there been significantly less home runs this year? I don't know. Yes. Yes. There have been
0: significantly less home runs. There are somebody brought it up to me the other day that they think they're doing it. They think baseball's doing it to suppress salaries. In part because a well Okay, you can roll your eyes as a pitcher, and I'll get your defense in a second, but I want you to hear this point. Okay. If, if we're a 50-50 split on the roster, pitchers to position players, I would call bullshit on it, but it's not. You know, now that we're back down to 26 players, it's 11 pitchers, 15 yeah. position players. They're doing it to suppress
1: salaries. I, so I don't you, know if I, I saw, buy it. Okay. So here's my question. What are salaries based on? Are salaries based on uh, numbers f- like forever, you know, like numbers compared to the history of the game? Or is salary compared to what they're doing in the game right now? I think the latter. So you're saying that if Mike Trout had, let's say, how many home runs does he have now? Like 200 in his career? Yeah. No, I really he's got know. over three hundred and twenty. Okay, whatever. So let's say he's got hundred less home runs. Let's say he's at 220 home runs. He's lost hundred home runs to to worse balls. Does he not does he not have the same money? Even though he's stealing and he plays defense hey, and he doesn't strike out much and you he's also really good at the, everything best, else?
0: Pl- the best player in baseball.
1: Okay. What pure power hitter is there that would be making less money?
0: I don't know. I mean, I think of a guy like a Fran Mill Reyes who all he does is basically mash homers. Like if he if he's not hitting 34 homers a year, then what's Fran Mill Reyes bringing to your team? I mean, he's a good guy, great clubhouse guy.
1: You know, he he goes Carter hit 44 home runs and then didn't even get a major league offer the next year. That was what five years ago. Good point. I don't think that it's that simple. I, I like Also, a lot of big salaries is marketability. Like, it's the reason that the team's going to pay you a lot of money is because you're going to make them a lot of money. Well, absolutely. Right. So if you're better than the other players, you're going to get paid more. So it seems like to me, it would still level out. Teams are not going to stop paying people less. It's not like salary, average salary is going to go down. Right? Mm -hmm. That's not going to happen. Because in order to get the best players, you still are going to have to pay more than what other teams are going to pay them. Okay. I just don't think that, I don't think that the salary thing is the issue here. I think that if people are worried that they significantly dampen the baseballs and therefore people aren't going to be able to compete with records held by people before who got to use those better baseballs, that's something else, right? That's like, How are we going to beat Barry Bonds' home run record? The dude was hyped up on steroids and also happened to be the best hitter of all time. So, like, that combination, probably never going to get beat, which is also why he's not in the Hall of Fame. So it's like, ah. There was also
0: one report out there, and I forget exactly where it came from. It might be Eric Chavez, who I believe is a new coach on the Mets staff, that he said he was told by certain players that they use harder baseballs for primetime games, nationally televised games, because they want the ball to rock it. And so people be like, Ooh, look at that. Yeah. This is really, I, I... Okay, I
1: think people love conspiracies, first of all. Right. Yeah. And the baseballs, are they, are they, when they're made, because I know it used to be a thing that they were like handmade, Right. Major league baseballs are handmade. Are they still handmade? Or are they Dude, machine? I don't know where we are. I don't know who's
0: rubbing them up with Mississippi mud. I don't know where they're made. I don't know what they're doing with the storage of the balls so they get all chalky by the sixth inning. So you might get a ball out there. It looks like somebody's been pooping on it. Like, I don't know what's going on with it. All I know is that baseball has not exactly opened its books to this one either. So it's yeah. just all, it's all a big
1: guessing game for a lot of people. Yeah, it is. It is. It's funny because like you can't You can't tell if you have a baseball, let's say from, from last year or when were the balls really hard? They said, was it two years ago? I think so. Two years ago. So two years ago. And then a ball like four years ago, right? Where apparently there was this huge, significant difference. It's not like you can feel the difference when you hold them, right? It's not that significant of a difference. People say, oh yeah, you can press this one in and you can't press this one. in. it's not, it's not true. It is not that much of a difference the difference can come to when they, you know, you have to, it's like weighing them. If you know, they can be, cause there's an area, right. It's not an exact, every baseball is exactly whatever five ounces. It's like 5.1 to 4.9. You know, it's like there's a little leeway there. Same with bats, right? There's, there's a leeway in the, cause nothing is perfect, but I mean, like I said, I can't, I couldn't tell you because it's never been a huge issue with me. What I remember is going from throwing a minor league baseball, throwing a college baseball, then throwing a minor league baseball. And the first day you get in the big leagues and you grab a big league baseball, it feels like it is a perfect sphere with no seams. That's what I remember. I didn't remember how hard it was. It feels like though, when you throw it, you can throw it harder. And it feels like it spins faster. Does it? I don't know. Interesting. Um
0: So Ronald Acuna is back, which is great for baseball. It's really good for the Braves, but it's great for baseball. Did you see him have the Homer the other night and then fall like flat on his face?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, this is it's absolutely beautiful. The funny thing is, it's like it's just like a trip forward after the swing. You know, it's not like part of the swing. Watch. Finishes and then like falls afterwards. Does that make sense? Yes, but wouldn't you be
0: pissed it's off if you just gave up a home run that far to a guy who's like seemingly off balance? Dude,
1: it's that guy. He's he's a rubber band. I mean, the way he swings is just his whole body, his whole upper body is twisted backwards, and his hips open up, and his upper body's still back here, and then he just goes, whoop. and that's why he gets so much bat speed. I did. It's crazy how he can hit a baseball. It's amazing. He is awesome. It's, and I, and I loved, I like, I loved the LeBron thing, big fan. Like I, we've talked about this plenty of times. So when it comes to pimping home runs, man, you keep it to yourself and your team. Who cares? Do you have fun? I'm blessed.
0: And I, I loved it. Listen, LeBron tweets at everybody who mimics him because it'll keep LeBron in the news. He loves that part of it. Yeah. But he's I, not in the
1: playoffs. So he needs it. Right.
0: He's got time to check out everything while he's sipping yeah. his wine. Um, But I did love Ronald Acuna's response when he found out that LeBron tweeted about, you know, that celebration
1: because Ronald Acuna, I don't remember.
0: He was just like, wait, way to do the silencer, you know, way to do that. I'm big fan or whatever he said. I forget exactly what LeBron said, but the fact that he tweeted about Ronald Acuna was pretty damn cool for baseball. Great for Ronald Acuna. And Acuna was like, Holy shit. LeBron said something
1: about me. Like that is neat. Yeah, that's super cool, and it's one of those things where it's 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 kind of a funny, confusing thing because Ronald Cunha is genuinely one of the biggest faces in baseball, and his contract does not say that. No, I know. You know, and it's just like it. I mean, you think it's Mike Trout. Did you see that? Um, there's a picture the other day from the Formula One race. It was uh, Lewis Hamilton, Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, and David Beckham. Four of them together, right? Yeah. Like four. Debatable goats. Well, Tom Brady's a non-debatable goat, but yeah, I was gonna say there's there's a lot of guys that yeah. Um, and 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 there's there's no like like baseball player that could really do that. Griffey, Griffey could do it. Griffey.
0: Griffey would fit in that picture perfectly. Yeah. Hell yes, he would. That's pretty amazing. By the way, did you see Tom the Tom Brady news today?
1: Yeah, about the friggin' being a commenter making 30 million dollars a year doing it
0: uh 37 and a half 10 years 3375 million but this is more for more than just being next to kevin burkhart in the fox booth for their number one team he's also going to walk into that closing meeting if fox is like right on the brink of getting something
2: mm-hmm. and he
0: can walk in and close a deal i i met, you know they said he's an ambassador yeah so if, Fox needs something. It has to be more than just calling 20 games a year.
1: Has to be. Well, I heard he's also uh, doing them all shirtless. So. Great. That's just, you know, that adds, that adds yeah. something. Stay
0: on the avocado Dude, ice cream.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's, that is a, an absolutely insane number. An insane. absolutely insane number. To think that he's making that much money to talk about football when that would be that would be what the third biggest contract in the NFL. If you were playing football, that's crazy. That's it insane. If you Can find it. Yeah, no kidding. Jeez. Maybe we all have to redo our deals at John Boy now. Yeah, you should. Hey, hey, uh, uh, Jake. I, I was hoping to talk to you about something. Are oh, you going to ask me about the? You going to ask me about a salary raise because of Tom Brady? Yes, I am. <laughs> Let's see how it works out. <laughs> He's going to be like, that's great. You're not Tom Brady. See, but here's the difference. Jake would be like, yeah, let's do it. And Jimmy would be like, Jake,
0: let's calm down for just a second here. You know, Jake's like,
1: party on. Let's do it. So, okay, here's a good question for you. As far as Jimmy and Jake go, right? When they, if, if you were to ask them what they do, what would they say? They own
0: a content creation machine.
1: Machine, I like that. Would they consider themselves the talent, though, as well? Well, yeah,
0: absolutely. I hate that word. Can I just go on the record? I've always hated it. You're on air, you're in front of the camera, whatever you want to say. Talent means that other people aren't talented. Well, not everybody can
1: go up in front and talk
0: on TV. that means you have a talent. But you know what else is a talent? When you edit, when you are the videographer, when you are a producer, when you work in the graphics department, when you research. It just means that your talent is different than those I've hated that word forever. Discuss. You're just
1: saying this so that
0: Rob will do a nope. good job and not be mad at you. Rob knows how much I love him. Rob, you can pop in here. You know that, right? Yeah, of course. I appreciate You tell Brault what I what I gave you on your birthday
2: yeah oh yeah, yeah what did he give you he sent me a one, the a delicious edible arrangements wow very, that's very so nice i was very surprised it, it was uh i mean it was a better gift than what my wife got me which was nothing
1: i oh, should not have said that that's that's it <laughs> that's that's on video strike that from the record rob this I'll is why this rob is not the talent <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is why rob might not make it 10 years in marriage forget about the talent
2: oh yeah yeah, yeah. well she Stop. does Oh wait, does to say that yeah.
1: too? <laughs> oh, yeah. No. This is this is like, Rob. Do you take? Do you think it's weird when people call people on air the talent and you don't get called the talent? I'm genuinely no. curious.
2: No. Uh, no. I've been. I've worked in like, you know, kind of all over. So it's uh, it's kind of used a lot in in the biz. I doesn't guess. I mean, you it's know? right. But it's weird. Yeah. No. It, it doesn't. But it's still like you know. Well, he's the talent. So you know. Just
0: have you ever worked with any assholes on air? No.
2: Uh mm, mm, well, it, uh, put your fingers down. Stop no, pointing gotta go at me. Way. You got go to oh, go this way. You got to go the this way. Sorry. On my screen it's the other way. <laughs> no, everybody everyone's been super nice. Um CBS Sports the guys were incredible. They're uh, nice people there. Yeah, every so no. You know Jim Nance. I met Jim Nance the whole oh, guys. Hello friend. Yeah, it was so no. No That's one's been good. an asshole which has been Well, there's fair. some. I'm working with plenty. Thanks
1: for popping in, Rob. Now let the talent do their work and get the hell out of here. (laughs) (laughs) You go. Go
0: find that divorce attorney. Oh God, Jesus. Edible
1: arrangements. What? So did you? Do you choose like the fruit, or does the fruit they?
0: We didn't go fruit. fruit.
1: Have you seen Rob? You met him in person. Rob is weighs one
0: hundred and thirty eight pounds. There were some.
2: uh, There were some chocolate covered pineapples in there. Okay, I love those. Those are delicious. But uh, cookies. Chocolate chip and uh, sugar cookies.
1: We hope wow. I, yeah. I didn't know
2: that they did that.
1: Yeah. Now you know. All right. See
2: you. I already. guess I
1: got to. Okay. Bye, Rob. I guess I have to do a little bit of research. I didn't know how edible arrangements worked. No, yeah, you should send one. They're great. And you can go okay.
0: healthy if you want to. You can go whatever direction you're looking at. Um, I know that you are a member of the Cubs organization. So you are Cubs through and through. Mm-hmm. aren't you a little excited that the angels are off to a great start because we might we get literally up. had this conversation
1: today. Like how do you not want Mike Trout to get to the world series? Also, I can absolutely root for Mike Trout because uh, he can get to the world series on that side and we can get to the world series on this side and play each other. And then I hope he loses it, but I hope he gets there. And Otani. I know. Hi, Dude. Okay, I love Otani, but he's been doing this for two years. Mike Trout's been doing it for, like, 11. So, you know, but what I, I just think it's finally, like, kind of, you know, coming together as far as offensively. But this is not the first time that they have, you know, especially had, like, a really good stretch because the pitching comes together and starts doing well for a while.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's, you just got to make sure it, you know, continues. And they don't let it, you know kind of it can kind of speed up on you right when the team you know team's doing really well maybe you lose a series maybe you get swept in a series lose three games it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of the season as long as you keep it at that yeah and I just think that the it looks like they're having a lot of fun totally which is like something that it seems different to me it, it doesn't seem like they were having fun like this before
0: yeah because everybody was injured and they, their pitching sucked what fun is that
1: yeah so- that's nothing.
0: fun Yeah, the Cowboy hat, the Gene Autry hat, the home run, it's great. They're putting stickers on it now for every home run hit. It's—it's That's cool. They're doing all right. You want to spin the wheel on moderately
1: interesting things? Yeah. They're just a really solid team, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, they're good. They're good. They're good. What do we got? What do we got? I
0: don't know if we've done this with you.
1: Visitor's section?
0: Yes. Visitor's section. Uh, The best visiting clubhouse
1: I don't think we have I'm afraid that we have and then I'll say a different answer and I'll look like an idiot um, okay best visitors clubhouse that I've been in um, it's kind of hard because everyone has their, their positives and their negatives the Chicago Cubs visiting clubhouse was the worst uh, It's gotten a lot better Cincinnati's, meh. Um, St. Louis is very nice. St. Louis is really big. Like, it's huge. Kind of feels like a home clubhouse, except that the weight room is really small. Um, New York Mets was nice.
0: guys popped right in there. They were like, this place, because the food is awesome. This one, the clubbies are the best.
1: See, but I don't even think that... Um, I don't think that the other team provides food.
2: What do you on the mean? Road.
1: I think most teams do catering on the road. What? Yeah, like for post game meals. I guess you would look at pre game meals and stuff. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, a lot. Sorry, a lot of teams do catering for post game, especially now. Yeah. Because now we all have nutritionists and stuff, so you want to make sure that they know what the players are eating. You know what I mean? A lot of guys said Yankee Stadium's unbelievable. Oh yeah, yeah, Yankee Stadium's unreal. Okay, all right. But um, you know, I actually love Milwaukee. If I'm gonna be honest, Milwaukee's kind of strange. It's kind of split out, but it's literally right next to the dugout. Like the door goes to the dugout from the clubhouse to the dugout. In Chicago, you have to go down like literally 70 stairs to get yes. to the field, it's, and you're walking through like it's got the meshed area yeah, where you're, you're walking, walking above the all compost. the fans yeah it's very strange and it smells like sausage because there's a sausage vendor directly underneath the clubhouse and you have wanted to go get one. Oh, so good um my mouth water because i haven't eaten lunch yet oh milwaukee the food is good they always have brats which is my jam i love brats take a brat put it on a bun put on sauerkraut some mustard and i
0: could eat 30 of them Right now with the badonkadonk, let's feed that thing.
1: Perfect. Um, yeah, so I would say overall, probably Milwaukee, actually. There's a lot of TVs. The the lockers are big. The chairs are really nice and comfy and roll around. And I don't know. I feel like it's the big leagues. I mean, they're, they're going to be nice. Some places have really small gyms. That's the hardest part. Like the, the workout area will be very small. So you'll have people like doing workouts in the hallway because there's just not enough space. Got it.
0: Okay, fair enough.
1: Well, my man, the time flies. It's been an hour. Yes. Well, we spent the first twenty minutes talking about nonsense. So I'm not surprised, but that's good. Yeah, nonsense is good.
0: All right. Thirty, turning thirty. That's that's a big deal. You know, you want to know what I did for my thirtieth? Yeah. So we had Josh when I was twenty uh, He was three months old when I'm turning thirty. So my wife was like. Listen, my mom will watch him for the first time ever overnight. He wasn't sleeping. It is days and nights confused. We're like, oh, my God, they're never going to want to watch him ever again. We stayed at a hotel in Santa Monica. Kicked it. Yeah, what's up? And uh, so the next morning we call. We're like, how did he do? She goes, he slept through the night. I was like, that fucker. (laughs) He he didn't sleep
1: through the night until we left. Well, take it as a compliment. Like, he didn't he just, he always wants wanted to see you. You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, I'll just sleep. It's like the dog, like Lydia's dog, Lucy, who's 16 years old. When Lydia is around, she literally follows her around at all times. And now I'm here and Lydia is not here. And she just lays upstairs in Lydia's dirty clothes. Pretends I don't exist. I heard you do that too. Is that true? Yeah. I like to just burrow in the hamper. It's disgusting. That's disgusting. I don't do that. I just want to let it be known that is gross and i do not do that <laughs> where is she where is she is she gone just for the day or she's two? microblading she's you know um you know what microblading is it's where you it's like tattooing eyebrows basically she tattoos people's eyebrows she's a jack of all trades fascinating right she stabs people in the face permanently they pay her. that's what she's doing okay. oh yeah they pay her to do it excellent well happy belated birthday sir Thank you so much. I'm, uh, I'm so glad we got to do this. I had a lot of fun. Thank you, Rob. And um, can't wait to do it again. We'll do it in a few weeks.
0: I promise. Perfect. So for our, the one and only Robbie Shirako, who hopefully will be married still the next time we do this, and Stephen Brault, who is now 30 years old. I am Chris Rose. We will see you next time on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.